Welcome to Ira's Everything Bagel, where I talk with intriguing people about everything, their passions, pursuits, and points of view. Do you know what a cruciverbalist is? Well, my guest does. She's Gail Marie. She's a writer of custom crossword and word search puzzles for more than 30 years, providing them to individuals, couples, groups, businesses, corporations. Gail has run this female-owned, veteran-owned business since 1991. Cruciverbalist means a designer or aficionado of crossword puzzles. So for everything about Gail, go to customcrosswords.com. That's customcrosswords.com. Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So you're an interesting person with an interesting background. I'm just curious, when you meet a guy for the first time to possibly go on a date, do you check him up and down and side to side? <laughs> Across and down? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to be too obvious by saying it that way, but yeah, that's exactly right. So you wrote your first crossword, I think it was 1990. How did that start, and why did you find that you had this affinity for creating crossword puzzles? And you've been doing it so, so many years now, and I, I am always amazed because I can barely solve a crossword puzzle, and here you are creating them. So how did that all start for you? Well, I've always been a spelling fanatic, and I created my first crossword for cable television when my coworkers couldn't spell cable correctly, even if it was <laughs> on top of the page. Um, and, you know, it's a reflection on the company if, if someone's spelling things wrong in their own, in their own business. How, how are they spelling it? Was it C-A-B-E-L? Is that what they were doing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Right. And as soon as I saw that, I said, I've got to fix this somehow. But I wrote a crossword that was all cable television technical terms, and it went to 13 other cable companies we were affiliated with. And one of the recipients of that puzzle came to me and said, can you do a crossword about my dad? He loves crosswords. And so I tried it and it worked. <laughs> so what goes on in your mind or other people's minds that are involved in this field? What What is the difference between you and the average bear who couldn't, as I can't, I can't figure out a crossword puzzle. Or I can, I do some of the words, but I can never solve all of them. I can get about 70% usually. So I'm a failure. But you are coming up with this stuff. What goes on in your mind as you're creating that? Do you make a list of words first? So if you're doing a custom crossword puzzle for somebody, as you mentioned, initially someone came to you and said, hey, can you do it for my dad? Now you're doing it for corporations and, and nonprofit organizations and individuals and couples, et cetera, et cetera. And as I mentioned, if you just go to her website, you can find out how she does that and how to hire her. So customcrosswords.com. But what goes on in your mind when you start to put the puzzle together? That's a long question, which, of course, is a really a short question, but I tend to be verbose. So, okay, there's a word, verbose. Put that into the crossword puzzle. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yes, I make sure that my crosswords and word search puzzles are a certain subject. I don't care about symmetry, as all the newspaper crosswords will demand. They want it to be a certain pattern, where if you cut the puzzle in half and flip it over, all your black and white squares match. I don't care about that. I learned it wasn't important to people. It's a subject that matters. So if you know everything about cars and can actually spell wrench and things, you could do a crossword that's, you know, for your field. And that was kind of the idea. So starting with the cable TV, it's a reinforcement on getting your spelling right. And if you need to learn to spell them, you use a word search puzzle to be more of an educator. You mentioned symmetry. I, I didn't think of that before, but for some reason, as you said, they if you fold it in half, it has to match the black and yep. white square. Fold it in half, 
and flip it over and all your black and white squares match. And there's a certain ratio you're supposed to have of black and white squares. Someone came up with all these rules on writing crosswords I and see. I break okay. them. Okay, I got it. So when did you decide to go full time with this? Because now the guy comes to you about his dad after you make a great cable crossword puzzle for people who can't spell cable and they probably can't spell crossword. But anyway, or puzzle. So when did you decide to go full-time with it? Were you doing other things before you finally said, hey, you know what? This is going to be a full-time business for me? Well, I tried to ease into it to test the waters. I really had trouble pricing. I couldn't find any similar business except for when you go to the fair and someone has you do a little book about their kid with the names fit in of their friends, and it's automated and all that. It's uh, more of an AI thing. And I didn't know how to price myself. And I didn't want to have a computer. I wrote all my crosswords, as I still do, crosswords and word searches by hand with graph paper and pencil. And so I sent it out to someone else to set it up. And then I'd have to proofread it and get it fixed. And I wasn't making much of a profit at the beginning mm -hmm. until I started doing most of it myself and breaking down and getting a computer. <laughs> so you, you eased into it. You eventually got a computer. I know you came to Las Vegas, where you currently reside nearby in, uh, in if we can say, Sandy Valley. And that was in 2003. So before you moved here, you were doing this full time? Yes, I was uh, promoting in Sacramento. I, I started the business in Placerville, California, which is halfway between Sacramento and Tahoe, if you're not familiar. And uh, so promoted all around. Um, I wrote a little puzzle book for Placerville. Uh, there's a lot of gold mining history, you know, it was the gold rush area and a lot of history and haunted places and uh, sold my puzzle book to about 40 different locations throughout the, the valley there and promoted to Sacramento for uh, trade shows, any kind of corporate business and really went kind of wild with it and kept really busy and then moved to Vegas because my thought was, there were so many trade shows you attend and you get your little flyer about someone's business and what they can offer you. And you see them at the door tossing all the flyers away and keeping the candy and all the mm -hmm. little gadgets they get. And when I would see all that paper in the trash, it was like, okay, you could have a puzzle on one side to win, say, lunch for two. And the other side's your information and you're reinforcing that. They give it to you in, as a drawing for a contest and you could win something, but you've collected a list of of possible contacts that now know more about your business. So that was my first focus in Vegas. Did it work for you working with the trade shows and conventions that come into town? I learned it did not. Oh, um, okay. What happened was there was a lot of red tape, actually not necessarily red tape, but there's you have to catch the person who puts the venue together and know it's who you know basically and i didn't find that person those kind of people for a long time i just started going to a lot of networking business networking groups and um introducing myself in person and speaking for places like rotary and uh, with an unusual business i can get stories written about me and things so i just kind of started over in Las Vegas. <laughs> okay, so that worked better for you, the, the meeting with small groups at luncheons and networking situations rather than trying to do the trade shows or the conventions themselves. Right. Are there a lot of you in the country? Is there an association? Do you get together once a year and sit there and figure out puzzles? Or is it just individuals that you have come into contact with that you know also are Kutza Verbalists? There was one uh, in California who wrote crosswords to promote his real estate company. 
And he just did that for fun. His passion was muscle cars. So he'd write muscle car puzzles and he'd trade them for the magazines that would promote him as a realtor. And so that was the kind that was closest. Otherwise, most crosswords and word searches are computer generated and with the word searches not really be, being challenging. You don't generally get, mm-hmm. like for me, I always have a false start. You think you're going to get the word and a couple of letters at the end are changed around. And so you got to find the real word. That doesn't happen with most word searches. They're usually too easy. And mm-hmm. I've had a lot of great compliments that I keep it challenging when it's a word search and I keep it simple into the subject when it's a crossword, but I can, I can, uh, base it on the audience, whether it's an eighth grade background, like one food service news I did in Canada, they said our, our audience is generally at eighth grade level in reading. So keep it there. And as opposed to the medical post in Canada that uh, was for doctors and nurses. <laughs> so quite the range. You have a little bit of a background. Uh, you've taken a stab at comedy, stand-up comedy. Have you thought about marketing to stand-up comedians as a way of selling some of these crossword puzzles. I had not. Okay, I want, I want 10% for that suggestion. I always come up with great <laughs> ideas, and then my guests are amazed that they haven't thought of it, and then I try to monetize it, and it never works out for me. But anyway, good luck with that one. I think I could work. So clear, clearly, you have a sense of humor if you want to become a stand-up comedian, right? Or the other theory is any stand-up comedian has a lot of angst, or it could be both. So which one is it for you? I would say the sense of humor part. I was told by my math teacher in the sixth grade that I could probably be left in a room by myself and find something funny. Well, math teachers are hilarious, as you know, so I'm <laughs> sure you're going to take the person's advice. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> are, you, are you happy about your decision to move to the Las Vegas area, even though the conventions and the trade shows per se within that industry didn't necessarily work out because you're getting business from not only as you talked about earlier, small groups and organizations and businesses, but I'm sure you're hearing from people around the country. Yes, I. when I first moved to Vegas in 03, it was shortly after that I received a request from LPGA to do a booklet of crosswords and word search puzzles, uh, six of each. And so that was ladies golf. And I went ahead and did that. Then they paid an extra amount of money to not have my name on it. So they bought the copyright. <laughs> so it would look like they wrote it, which was fine. So that was one of the big ones I got when I moved here. And then um, I through a networking breakfast, I met some people affiliated with Humana and did a bunch of their health puzzles like sleeping and nutrition and things like that. So I really like it when corporations find me. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Purina had me do a crossword two different times on the benefits of horse chow and some of the ingredients. And I had to sign a contract saying I wouldn't disclose this information to anyone else. But you just did. (laughs) What was the ingredients, that is? Oh, okay. Uh, I see what (laughs) you're saying. Not that I wrote it. But no, I was training managers and upper echelon in Purina Company, and they didn't want all their secrets out. Sure. Although one of the managers that are are trying to figure it out and succeed, they could share it with somebody else and they would blame it on you. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that could work out. Do you find that there are people that want you to be funny with some of these crossword puzzles in the sense of how you arrange words, either as we began our conversation, up and down or sideways? In other words, 
some of your clients come to you and said, we want you to do a crossword puzzle on this industry that we have or this company that we have or this organization that we have, but can you put some humor into it? Not specifically. I try to encourage humor in most things just because it's about fun and games. That's kind of my my genre. But I try to get people to think humor when they're doing a personalized crossword, like who fell out of the boat when we were in Lake Michigan, whatever, you know, so remember when type things in personalized puzzles. And a lot of a lot of the times people have a really big kick out of that. They can tell on each other things happened when they were kids and stuff like that. So it does come out based on my encouragement. So I guess I do already ask for comedy in there, a little bit of fun. One gal had a crossword she wrote for a family gathering, and it was their first without her grandparents. And so she wrote a crossword puzzle about mostly about them. And she was kept saying how she was the favorite granddaughter because she wrote the puzzle. So she got to be the favorite in all the different clues. So <laughs> it was really rather hilarious. Well, and when everyone I, got to get out of There's it. another market segment for you, doing funerals, having yes, crossword I've puzzles done that. for funerals. Um, not necessarily the funerals, but about six months after someone's passed, when someone's ready to do like a celebration of life crossword. Right. I've done that. That's I, sort of what I meant, but I, I stumbled and said funeral. But you're right. Yeah, it would be oh, celebration no, of life. With especially with, humor is always great for a celebration of life because you want to remember the person fondly and with humor. If they had humor, some people don't have humor, but that's okay. I mean, you know, you are who you are in that sense. How long does a typical crossword puzzle take to complete for you? In other words, that you're satisfied and it is where it needs to be. As far as the writing of the grid itself, I start with one across and one down. And uh, of course, it has to have a matching letter. <laughs> But it just kind of tends to fall together. It's something that I can't really teach somebody. I can look at the list of words, just check it over and find where they'll fall. And sometimes I do have to walk away halfway between mm -hmm. writing the, the crossword grid. But that takes the longest is getting the words as many as possible in that grid. Because I ask for 40 to 55 words, phrases and ideas when it's a personalized puzzle or a corporate puzzle. And I want to make sure they get what they want in there. They start with their top 20, and mm -hmm. then I get as much as I can, and generally all of them. But it can take anywhere from 20 minutes, if things are going well, to a day and a half if I have to walk away and come back. You've actually done some puzzles in 20 minutes? Writer's block. In 20 minutes you've done some? I've done that, yes. Huh, yes. Interesting. And yet you also, like as you said, you sometimes can take a day, a day and a half to do it as well. Yes, I had Honda Corporation asked me early on in my career to write a crossword that didn't have any consonants crossing, just vowels to make it tricky. And I had to start that puzzle three different times to get that to work. And I finally did it, but I should have charged them three or four times as oh, much yeah, money. Exactly. I had no idea. Right. I, I put the limit I agreed to the limitations and that was a hard one. So I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I would imagine pricing-wise, you once you, as you said, you didn't know how to price yourself. I guess you could do it either on an hourly rate or if it's a particularly sophisticated one, such as the Honda one where you had to do all consonants, that you could you could charge a premium fee based on just the the hard work involved because clearly you have to do some research to make it work. Right. 
Yes. And what's nice is all subject puzzles I've written are protected under the magazine or whoever I've written it for, but they still belong to me unless someone purchases the copyright. Right. So I can reuse these puzzles, which is nice. So I'm actually in the process of gathering years and years of puzzles for individual puzzle books on certain subjects. Right. That's what so I don't know if it's still demand. I don't know if it's still called it or not, but it used to be called first serial rights where you were selling that for publication in a magazine and then you retained all the other rights unless you, you sold them. I'm not sure if it's right. called that or not, but yeah. Well, I just I call it a copyright fee, and that I retain the copyright, right. and that seems right. to work. <laughs> what about does that include also now in the custom stuff where you a company comes to you and wants you to do that? You give them all rights, I assume, in that situation because it's specific to them, right? And there's nowhere else that it could be sold, right? So yeah, it's just for them, and that's also the reason I learned how to get prepaid because if I write a custom puzzle for someone, it it can't go to someone else. I've used all that time. And so I don't do an invoicing process unless, unless it's consistent magazine accounts. Right. So they, and they agree to pay up front for it because they realize what they're asking. Right. Now, have you had requests from other countries and other languages? I've actually done a French crossword. It was a personalized puzzle. And then I just have to rely on them that they can spell. <laughs> I just stumbling. Right. Um, and I don't speak French. And then another one, I, I believe that one was, the other one was German and it was also personalized. And I do speak a little bit of German, but not enough to write a puzzle. But yes, I rely on them to when, especially when it's a description about their family and they get the idea of crosswords already. So it's not like I have mm -hmm. to hold their hand through it. So yeah, I've done a couple other languages. I've, I've done, I've had some magazine accounts in London, uh, Epicurean Lifestyle Magazine uh, had me do some food puzzles for a while. And, you know, they kind of come and go. If you can sell a page to an advertiser, it's better to sell the page than to pay to have the page taken up because I try to do full page, full color puzzles. You mentioned about the French. I would think, though, that even though you don't speak French, just as part of your preparation for the crossword puzzle, the words that they supply to you, would you double check them in a French English dictionary or English French dictionary just to make sure they're actual words? I, well, it was mostly names of people. Oh, so okay. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you yeah. rely on gotcha. them to spell the people's names right. And right. then the clues are like their occupation or a pastime or what they're known for. Right. And uh, let that come up with exactly how it should be worded. And so right. I just have to, you know, I'm a proofreading person as well. So I, after I do a crossword, I check it a couple of times. And also with word search puzzles, you may not know this, but you have to scan them for cuss words. Oh, interesting. Could you explain, because I'm sure there are people that are listening and watching us that don't know what a word search puzzle is as opposed to a crossword puzzle. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, the word search puzzles, I can just show you real quick. Yeah. For those listening, she just, she just grabbed a puzzle book. Oh. It's uh, where you find the word and circle it normally. I, I recommend people using a highlighter pen and just running the pen up, up the page. But there's an audience for one or the other, but not generally both. And I learned that with my first puzzle book that included crosswords and word searches. And I'd have people say, I love these, but hate these. Yeah, you had people angry at you for including the other stuff. Right. Yeah, that's a uh, man. <laughs> I want, to, I want to get back to your comedy career. Now. So are you going to be doing more stand-up since uh, you're spending a lot of time with crossword puzzles or word search puzzles, and you obviously like to have fun? 
So are you planning to resume your stand-up performances? Yes, I my husband had started comedy as well about three months before I did. And that's kind of what got us together. But we're both talking about doing more stand-up. You kind of have to go to open mics and they generally start at nine or 10 at night and you might get on stage at one in the morning. <laughs> so it's some, it's a process and right. it takes a lot of practice and uh, it's tough to get a gig, but you know, we're now an hour outside of Vegas where we used to live in Vegas and that made it much easier to, to and fro. So we were planning to do this before the end of the year is get back into some sort of standard comedy stuff. And I've been collecting material. So, so if you go to a, a comedy club and you're waiting for your turn, which is going to be 1 a.m. and, you know, it, 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 <laughs> very late, are you going to be watching the other comedians or are you going to be working on crossword puzzles while you're sitting there waiting for your turn? <laughs> I generally watch the other comics and such. Okay. There are some that'll sit there and write out their whole routine while all the other comics are performing. And and a, a comic, comedian crowd is a, a tough crowd. So if you can make other comics laugh, that's good too. Yeah. But once the regular kind of crowds dissipate, you know, you're kind of talking to yourself and, and doing the best you can. But uh, but yeah, it's when you do open mics, you sign up and you just wait. And, and you never know how long each person's set is on something like that or if, if they cut them off at a certain time. So Yeah, and I would assume that when you're up there, you, you record yourself so you can go over it and see what you like and don't like and that kind of thing. You would think we'd do that more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to just start doing that a little bit more because my last recording of stand-up was in March of 11. <laughs> oh, that goes back away. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. when they had. That's when they had physical tape recorders, right? No digital. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure it was digital there too. <laughs> and did, did they pay you at all? Or you mentioned, I think that they pay you in beer, right? Is that yes, what you get I, we got a beer, a couple of beers for the set, and I think that was it. It just the enjoyment of doing it, though. And it was at Tommy Rockers, and it which was, is in um, Las Vegas. For those who are yes, listening and watching, uh -huh. yeah. Was, and so they had a. Every Friday, they'd have Cozy's Comedy Corner, and um, she liked. I, she had a hundred comedians, and she'd put me up every month, generally. So, even sometimes a couple times, and that was great. Do you, uh, well, do you I really enjoy it? Do you reference your crossword puzzle making abilities as part of your act? I have some things uh, to say about it, um, but I hadn't in the past. Okay, kind of that separate. What keeps your passion going for writing, creating crossword puzzles? I mean, it's a business for you now, but you clearly have to have a certain amount of enthusiasm for it in order to do it on a daily basis or every other day, however your schedule is. I don't know what your schedule is. Do you do a puzzle a day or depending on what business comes in, it could be two puzzles a day, three puzzles a day? Yeah, generally up to two puzzles a day. I try to time it and uh, a lot of things are back and forth because I'll have to get more information from someone once I write the answer grid. And then a lot of times they'll say, sister, her name's Adelaide. Well, I can't put the clue as sister. You know, mm -hmm. So it, you have to come back and ask for you know, other information that would not be so simple for the person working the puzzle. To what extent do you rely on the computer for your crossword puzzles these days? Are you using right. your the old pencil and grid thing, or are you actually using the computer on, and work that way? I handwrite the puzzle answers themselves, and I use the computer to add the words. Uh, if it's not a full list given to me, I research it myself. 
So, um, okay. yeah, definitely very much uh, help now that they have full vocabularies and different subjects that you can find. What has been your most challenging crossword puzzle to date to create for a client? If, if, you, know, if you can think of one that just comes to mind right away. Uh, the gastrointestinal diseases for Johns Hopkins website. That one was, um, it was not fun words to put in a puzzle, but they wanted it, so they got it. I'm getting a stomachache <laughs> just thinking about that. So, yeah, I could see how that would work. Amazing. Looking to the future, are you, do you think you're going to put some more books together or to, to go a different way altogether? What? How do you see yourself in five, ten years in terms of the crossword I, puzzle world and the word search puzzle world? My plan is to have people hire me to travel around to their area, write full puzzle books on the museums and sites of interest, um, anything that they want to attract people to their place as tourism or through a chamber of commerce or something. And so I get paid to travel and go to these places with an escort and learn their most important items get to see it all myself, and then write fun puzzles about it. I like the concept, although they probably would say to you, you know, you can find all that information online. We don't want to pay for airfare air, air <laughs> and five-star hotel. No, I'm not going to say a word. My lips are sealed. <laughs> well, that's, <Yes. laughs> that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been Gail Marie. She's a writer of custom crossword and word search puzzles for more than 30 years, providing them to individuals, couples, groups, businesses, and corporations. And for everything about Gail, and to find out more about her business, go to customcrosswords.com. That's customcrosswords.com. Gail, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Ira. And join us every Thursday for a new schmear on Ira's Everything Bagel.